but since he quoted Rabbi Yechanan, name of Rabbi Loza, since he quoted Rabbi Yechanan, name of Rabbi Loza, Rabbi Shimon, for one thing, he quotes another mimer, all is of the subject. Omar Rabbi Yechanan, Shimon Rabbi Loza, Rabbi Shimon, or Rose, she is kind when the fossil. The man desires that his property should endure the means. They had fields outside the town. Those days, the farmer didn't live on the farm. They lived in the village, and all the farms were outside the village. That's how it used to be in the olden days. They lived in the village, the farmers. But since their fields were outside, it happened sometimes that sometimes their boundaries were moved, people encroached on their fields and claimed it's their fields. So if he wants, man wants that his property should endure for him, he should plant a plant called Ador. Now that plant, it seems from Rashi, in addition to the fact that it's conspicuous and it's a stubborn, persistent plant, you can't uproot it so easily, and therefore always identify your property that's on a boundary, also has in it the property that its odor repels insects, parasites from the crops. That's what Asha says. So there's two things. It repels people who encroach on your land, trying to move their boundaries to include some of your land within their boundaries. Also, the parasites are driven away by the odor of this plant. That's what Asha says. So it's a good plant. Shinema adil ba'morem Hashem. To remember the word, you might know which plant you're referring to. So this passage will remind you, Hashem is mighty on high. And this plant is a mighty plant that does the work of Hashem in order to drive off dishonest people and parasites. Inami, or another remes, it's called Ador, Adoro Bishmei. It's like the name. What's the name? Adoro means the Amish, like people say, my Adoro, the kaim it stands, the Dore Dore, generation to generation. It's a stubborn plant that perpetuates itself. And therefore, it's called Adoro because it's for Deus. Tan Yenam, we learned also a blessing to that effect. So this Yeshba Adoro field that has Adoro in it, and the Nixelis cannot be robbed, and the Chmeses cannot be taken away by somebody who claims he bought it from you. And the crops are protected against parasites. Say that. Now, basically, before we proceed, once more an announcement. First of all, we're learning today the Ksubis at 25 minutes before 4. Minute 25 to 5. And again, we wish to remind everyone of the opportunity to help out with the Torah telephone program the slips of paper on the shulchan. So before you leave, we'll appreciate very much if you put down your name and telephone number and any time that you prefer to be called. We'll be participating in big mitzvah. Now we go back to the bottom line. Tony Rav Tachlife. Who is he? Achue, the brother of Rabbi Noe. Rabbi Noe, Chuzoye. Comes from Chuzoye. All of a man's foods means his household expenses are set on Rosh Hashanah. It's decreed how much he'll have for this year and if he 
is lavish and he spends too much, it'll be lost from the rest of his needs for the year. It'll be deducted. If a man spends over much, then he won't have enough to finish out the year. What's Adam Kippur and we omit? Chutz, made so as Shabbos, made so as Yom except expensive Shabbos and Yontif. If he goes overboard for Shabbos and Yontif, it won't be subtracted from the allocation that was made on Rosh Hashanah. And also, it's so as bond with the Talmud Torah, but of course, for tuition for his children, the Talmud Torah, that's also not included. So if he spends more, that won't be a deducted from the allocation made on Rosh Hashanah. If he'll make less expensive, let's say he want to save money, on Shabbos and Yontif, Poch said that they'll give him less. It means it doesn't, nothing will be subtracted, but it means that he won't get anything extra. He gains nothing by skimping on Shabbos Yontif. If he adds, if he adds to his expense on Shabbos Yontif, they add to him more. And the same is with his choice, the Talmud Omar Abo, Michael, where is the Pusik that states that? It says, Tiku Bachoidesh Shoifar. You blow Shofar on Rosh Chodesh. Bachese, means <coughs> a festival. But this time, Igmar used it as a drosha. What kind of a festival? <coughs> when the moon is covered over, or Kisoy, Bachese. On the festival when the moon is covered, which yontif falls out? That the new moon is covered up. But all the other days, the moon is visible. On a kippah and, and uh, Pesach and Sukkot, but in the middle of the month. But Rosh Chodesh, which is the first day, of, Rosh Hashanah, first day of the month, the moon is not visible. That's called Keser. Now it stays there, and that's there's a certain limit set for Yisrael. Chok means also not only a statute, but a certain limit set. We'll soon see what Chok means, a limit. Mishpat, and it's a judgment of the Kayakim. How do you know that this word Chok, it refers to a certain allocation of food, that you say it's allocated on Rosh Hashanah? Talking about the Kehanim in Mishraim, the eight, their established portion, which Pari gave it. So Chok means an established portion. And another Pesach. Do not give me too much wealth. That will spoil me. Do not give me too much poverty. Poverty is also not good. But give me the bread of my regular portion that I need. So we see that chukhi means a regular portion. And therefore, tika b'chede sheifas, Rosh Hashanah, ki chokli Yisrael, that's when the portion is allotted for every person, how much he'll be able to have to eat. And therefore, if a man spends in the weekdays, unnecessarily, it'll be deducted from the rest. But if he spends on Shabbos and Yom and it's as one of the Tamatah, 
Akrodish Bolo, Hoplamish, it won't be deducted. Say that. 